the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. You know what day it is. It's a football Friday, which means we got a ton of picks on the junior circuit and the senior circuit as well. We're going to get to our favorite NFL player props uh, heading into the main slate of games in week 11. And you want to stick around at bonus time as well because we got a ton of action on the hardwood. And I'm sure Lundy's going to work in some picks on on the ice, but it is a ritual here every Friday, and it is a uh, just an exercise in futility, uh, Lundy. But uh, I got a four-leg college football parlay because DraftKings always gives me the option every single Friday. Hey, Evans, uh, you want to opt in on this, you sucker? Uh, smash this button, and we're going to give you a profit boost up to like 33% or 50%. Uh, so it varies week in and week out, but it's always on a four-legger. So uh, here we go. Uh, this is my stab in the dark. Four-leg college football parlay. I'm going to take Michigan State on the alt line, Lundy, at plus 24.5 against the Ohio State at the shoe. Give me Wake on the alt line at plus 10.5 against a middling Clemson team on the road. Give me Wisconsin to win straight up at home against Nebraska. And I'm taking your Oregon State Beavers no! on the late night tip. But I'm alt-lining it. I'm alt-lining it. Plus seven and a half against Arizona State. All four of those legs hit with the profit boost at DraftKings. Plus 492. What messes it up? You messing with my alma mater. That's what messes <laughs> it up, you asshole. I like, I like home this? points, man. Why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I should just be betting against your Beavers in basketball. Because they, they lost to Samford last night, for crying oh, out loud, at home. They lost They lost to Samford at home. They screwed up and lost to Colorado in football in overtime, la- uh, uh, what, two weeks ago, yeah, whatever it was. Bounce back spot then here. Yeah, I, you keep doing this crap to me, and I just – I hate you for it. I hate you and your four-leg parlays. <laughs> I just – I, I – I refuse to uh, I refuse to participate because you keep trying to jinx my squad. Well, you so know, so you just take your little profit boost and you go have your fun, and I will be in the corner cursing your name. Well, I'm going to be cursing myself too because I hate these damn things as well. But again, a sucker is born every minute, and my hand is raised. So fade or follow, if you will, on that four leg college football parlay, and I hope honestly it comes down to Oregon State. In uh, the Pac-12 after dark, and and maybe Lundy's team. And I will drive to Champaign, Illinois, just to (laughs) whack you upside the head if this happens again. All right, well, uh, as I am uh, building a larger fence around my property here at the Evans Compound, let's get to it with another edition on this Football Friday of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's uh, work in some of my favorite player props here for the upcoming Uh, Primary slate of week 11. Let's start off with A.J. Dillon. Going to be dealing some yards and doling out some punishment against the Minnesota Vikings. Give me the over on 80.5 rush yards. Uh, Shop around. You can find this uh, number maybe a little bit lower than a couple of the books that are out there. I got it when it opened at DraftKings at 75.5. 
Uh, it's an 80 and a half at tape time right now. And you look at the matchup, uh, it's not very daunting at all because Minnesota, they have been pushovers in the trenches, giving up 4.48 yards per carry and 133.2 total yards per game to the running back position. Dylan, of course, could be filling in for the injured Aaron Jones. I have no friggin' clue who the number two running back for Green Bay is going to be. I think it's like Patrick Taylor Jr., a guy they signed off the practice squad. They signed Carrion Johnson uh, off the street just a couple of days ago to have some debt. But what does that tell you? A.J. Dillon is going to be the Clydesdale pulling the beer card here. Uh, RB8 in yards after contact per attempt on the season. And, you know, Jones was averaging 16 touches per game. If he gets north of 20, which I think he will, he should cruise past this number. I think he flirts with the century mark on the ground in the end, especially with a lot of those light fronts playing alongside Aaron Rodgers. So fade or follow. The Boston College basher, A.J. Dillon, also known as Quadzilla. Uh, him and Saquon Barkley could, you know, have a flex off uh, in that category, and I think he would stand his ground. Uh, but fade or follow over 80.5 rush yards against Minnesota for A.J. Dillon, minus 115 at DraftKings. I will roll with this one as he comes in against a squad, as you said, Minnesota, that is extremely forgiving uh, when it comes to the backs. What, 4.48 yards per carry? Something in that range is what they're giving up uh, on the ground. Here's the other thing that I'll throw out there for you, and I'm not seeing it this morning on DK, but it may be across some of the other books, and that is that Minnesota has given up seven rushing touchdowns so far this season so perhaps a little early bonus time but if i can find an anytime touchdown on aj Dillon, uh i may par because it's going to be it's going to be juiced way up i know it's going to be juiced up if i find it but i may want to do like a two-leg anytime touchdown type of thing grab aj Dillon with somebody else that's also juiced up and see if we can cash ourselves some six-point tickets make some dollars mucho dinero with aj Dillon. Number four. All right, let's go to likely the game of the week, and uh, that is Dallas uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs with a total that is just through the roof in the mid-50s right now. And you might say, well, over on everything. Uh, Whatever, you know, the options are, that's the direction I'm going. But I'm taking an under here on one player, and that is Dalton Schultz. Uh, The number has come down. I got it at 47.5 when it opened at DraftKings. It is now at 45.5. You can pull that one at FanDuel at minus 114. Uh, The reason why I'm down on Schultz, it's simple. Uh, With Michael Gallup's return, all of everyone's fears in fantasy land came to fruition last week because Schultz uh, saw a precipitous drop-off at snap rate and routes run. He ran 26 routes. Uh, Normally, he's running between 35 and 40 per game. It only had... Two targets, one catch, 14 yards on the surface against the Atlanta Falcons of Kansas City. Uh, six guys have gone over this total against them at the tight end position. They're giving up 64.1 yards per game. But again, it's the presence of Gallup eating into the volume to go along with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, where I think Schultz uh, will be more line-tied in this contest. So again, giving the under, Dalton Schultz, 45.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. What do you say? Or at, actually at uh, FanDuel, minus 114. Fade or follow, Lundy? Uh, I'm following on this one. Look, you you talked about the total that the Chiefs have given up at 64.1, but that number, in my opinion, is actually a bit skewed. And part of the reason why they gave up a buck 17 to Dawson Knox 
Um, yeah. and, and, but if you look at the stat totals, Brad, they actually just, even with Michael Gallup, what you talked about with Dallas, which I think is exactly right. They're going to need him, uh, to assist at the line to be able to help with some protection, but the chiefs have not allowed a tight end to go over this in four weeks straight. And who so did they even, face last week? Darren Waller. Exactly. So even though, uh, even though their average on the season is 64.1, it is skewed. They did, uh, uh they gave up about 70 something to Njoku in, in the first week. Um, there, it's just, it's, it's an odd number. I know it's 64 one folks, but it's not, it's skewed very much towards the first three or four weeks of the season. Since then, the chiefs have done a pretty good job at keeping tight ends in check. So the addition of Michael Gallup, uh, being there for Dak Prescott, the fact that they may need Schultz to stay in and help block, I think that's going to keep his total suppressed. I think he finishes somewhere in the high thirties. Yeah. Stay South of the number. Schultz, number three. All right, hey, we're tight and crazy here on the podcast today. Let's work in a second name, and it's pretty rare that we really feature tight ends in the player props market, but this is a soft line. It's one I was waiting on on pins and needles all week uh, to finally surface, and it did yesterday. Adam Troutman, give me the over 25.5 receiving yards. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 115. Very quietly, Adam Troutman may be in the midst of a breakout. Uh, You look at some of the options that Trevor Simeon has in this New Orleans Saints offense, and uh, it's very limited, uh, to say the least. Uh, Marquez Callaway there. Uh, Hopefully you're going to get Alvin Kamara back this week. Obviously, he is the piston that pumps the engines uh, for this overall offensive scheme for Sean Payton. But maybe Trey Smith, but he's largely unreliable. Uh, Troutman, uh, you know, has seen an increased role. Last three games, he's ran at least 22 routes. He's got 13 targets over the last couple of games. And this is the mother of all matchups here, Lundy, as Philadelphia has given up 7.5 receptions per game and 73.3 yards per game just the, to the tight end position. No other D has given up more catches and more yards to tight ends than the Eagles. So pull that all together. Uh, an increase in usage, the phenomenal matchup. I think Troutman, he has a shot of double in this number. So give me the over and convincingly so. 25.5 receiving yards. Again, available at DraftKings minus 115. Fade or follow. Hold on. One, two, three, four. The Eagles have allowed nine dudes to do this yep. in the last four weeks. Nine <laughs> times. Nine different. Donald Parham went over this number for crying out loud. This is this. How is this not number one on your list? Now I can't wait to see what's number one on the list, because if this is like in the middle of the fade five, then you must feel really good about numbers one and two, because I think Troutman is going to smash this number. I'm with you. He might double it. Okay. This is Donald Parham. Okay. (laughs) He went for three catches for 39 yards, y'all. Oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta smash this one. This is, this is a no brainer. Oh, and you want to stick around for those top two props NFL week 11 plus bonus time. All right, Lundy, let's get after it here. Number two on the list, uh, and this one, again, you know, just a slight uh, lean heavier compared to Troutman, and I feel very confident about that wager, is Cam Newton for an any-time touchdown. Uh, The fact that it's at plus odds, it's real, and my God, is it spectacular. At plus 105 at FanDuel. Look, every indication suggests 
that he is going to draw the start this week against the Fighting Footballs. And here's what we know about Cam Newton. He is the most devastating, the most efficient runner at any position inside the five-yard line. I remember last year, the most rush attempts inside the five among quarterbacks. And you look at Washington, uh, they've allowed an obscene amount of production through the air. Uh, 290.1 yards per game, 24.3 rush yards per game as well to the quarterback position and 24 total touchdowns, including a handful of rushing TDs. So Cam should be able to move the ball vertically, which will set him up uh, to ground and pound one in for six. So I think it's a foregone conclusion. Anytime you get Cam Newton for an anytime touchdown at plus odds, that's a damn good day. So fade or follow. Wham, bam, thank you, Cam. Anytime touchdown, plus 105 at FanDuel. Going up against the fighting footballs, uh, Brad, would you consider Daniel Jones a running quarterback? Yes, I would. Josh Allen? Yes. Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Sure. Okay. Daniel Jones and Josh Allen both rushed for a touchdown against Washington. Patrick Mahomes is the only quote-unquote rushing quarterback that did not run for a touchdown against uh, Washington this season. So I think that uh, Washington is in trouble here with Cam Newton because, as you pointed out, uh, you know, inside the five-yard line, uh, unless we're bringing back Jerome Bettis, uh, <laughs> Cam Newton's basically an automatic yeah, if you he get is. inside the five-yard line because he's so big. Uh, he continues to run well. I know we can question over the course of the last couple of seasons what's been going on between his ears uh, in terms of his overall quarterback play. But when he gets down there in the red zone, he will call his own number, and the coaching staff doesn't care if he does because it's successful. So if Jones can do it, if Josh Allen can do it, I say Cam Newton can do it, especially at plus odds. He's back. Bank. On Cam. Number one. All right, my top play in the NFL player props market here at week 11 uh, is tied to one Joe Mixon, and he's going out to Sin City. He's going to pull the lever on the slot machine, and it's going to come up nothing but cherries and jackpots. Sound the siren, and he drives home in a brand-new Toyota Prius. Congratulations there, Joe Mixon. Uh, But I like the over on 16.5 receiving yards. Uh, This is a head-scratcher to me that the line is this low. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 115. If you look at Mixon, he has ran at least 15 routes in four straight games, Lundy. He has smashed the over on this in three of those four contests. And all you got to look at is what Darrell Williams did last week in the short field. He was wide-ass open the entire game. And Patrick Mahomes was just dumping him off on swing passes. There were a couple of design screens for Williams, but largely uncontested. Uh, they're near the line of scrimmage, and I think it's going to be a similar scenario for Mixon. I mean, Vegas this season has given up 5.6 receptions per game and 40.7 receiving yards per game just to running back. So, you know, smash everything together, and there's only one outcome here. And it, for me, it is a high confidence over on Mixon, 16.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings, fade or follow. I still say Troutman should have been number one. I'm just oh, going to throw that right, out there. Right. I, I think the Troutman number is so damn low. Um, anyway, I, okay, I like Mixon, and you talked about Daryl Williams being open. Folks, do you want to know how you can tell that he was open? Nine targets, nine catches. Okay, just looking his way. Oh, this is easy. Just keep dumping it off. Just keep dumping it off. And that's what I think they'll do to Mixon. 16 and a half should be pretty easy. I think he gets three catches and uh, if he gets three, he's going to hit that number with ease. Uh, So, yeah, if the Raiders are going to continue to be that generous to backs coming out of the backfield, uh, I will roll with it. Let's do it. Let's take it over. Let's make it a five for five. 
on a Friday. I'm really just uh, kissing your ass right now because I really want your Oregon State pick to be right. Uh, that's that's all there is here. I'm just I, I'm I'm being I'm just being honest with you. I'm just telling you that you're going to completely screw over my team, and so I'm trying to be nice to you in the hopes that maybe karma comes back in our favor. Karma, 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 chameleon. Uh, hopefully, it will come back uh, in a very positive way. <laughs> there, Luddy. Let's work at some additional selections here. It's bonus time. What else you got? All right, you talked about a couple of plays on the ice. First of all, there's only two games in the NHL tonight. They had a really heavy schedule uh, last night, a couple of great games, including uh, the Jets and Oilers who went all the way to a shootout. That game looked like it was going to be 0-0 at the end of regulation. Instead, it wound up being 1-1, uh, and that was an uh, that was a really, really good game for any of you that were watching that on ESPN Plus last night. But uh, two games tonight. I'm going to stay away from the Winnipeg-Vancouver uh, game. Even though I really want to take Winnipeg, I just have this weird feeling that Vancouver's going to step up. So I'm going to stay away from from that contest, but uh, the Avs are taking on the Seattle Kraken. Colorado starting to find their footing, uh, starting to find their skates, if you will. Uh, so I like Colorado, and this is one of the few times, Brad, that I will tell folks you might even want to take the puck line because uh, I think Colorado may smash Seattle tonight. So the puck line, obviously, is Colorado minus one and a half. You can get that at plus 165, as a matter of fact. But if you want to just take the Avs in regulation, uh, that is still plus odds. I've seen it at plus 105. So if you don't want to risk it uh, for there to be the potential of a late goal that tightens this thing up. And then the other thing that I will tell you, everybody has the total in that abs game at six goals, except for bet MGM. For whatever reason, mm. they have it at six and a half. Go take the under on the six and a half. This game screams four to two to me uh, as a final score. So uh, I think that six and a half is too high. I'm going to take the under. Almost everybody else has it at six. My guess is that BetMGM will bring it down uh, over the course of the day. So it's possible by the time you're listening to this that they will bring it down. But if you happen to see it early and can take the under uh, on the six and a half, I would go ahead and jump on that one. So there's a couple of picks on the ice for you. But man, I know you're about to load us up with hoops picks. Yes, uh, but let me get uh, the rest of my NFL slate out of the way. Uh, a couple of additional player props I like here in week number 11. Uh, give me mandatory Montgomery over on the 60 and a half rush yards line. I got it at the open at 55.5 against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, look, he's averaging 74.4 rush yards per game. He played 84.5% of the snaps before the bye week, and that was off of the IR. He's a yak beast, as we know. He has cruised over this in four of uh, his last five games. And you look at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they have allowed 4.03 yards per carry and uh, close to 76 rush yards per game to the running back position. So I think mandatory will get there through sheer volume alone. Give me the under on David Johnson, 14 and a half rush yards. Uh, dude's barely getting carries. And you got a double-digit dog in the Houston Texans in that game against Tennessee. I don't think he comes remotely close to this. He's only gone over it three times this entire season. So it seems like a low threshold, but I'm willing to pay the juice on the under at minus 125 on that under for David Johnson, 14 and a half rush yards. Uh, and finally, for the NFL this week, give me Tyreek Hill going back to that shootout pew, 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 game between the Chiefs and Cowboys. Over six and a half catches for him. Uh, Got to work inside the slot and outside. Uh, you know, that's what Hill does. He's lined up in the slot 40.3% of the time, which means he's going to get some Jordan Lewis, who's given up a 63.2 catch rate to his assignments. And Tyreek has the most targets of any NFL wide receiver since week five. Pull that together with the fact that he's hit the over on this and five is last seven. I think it's an eight 
plus catch game and an easy cash on that over minus 120 on the six and a half catches at DraftKings. All right, hoops. Uh, let's go to the NBA. One player prop here on this Friday. Give me the over on Malcolm Brogdon. Five and a half rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets. Minus 130 at DraftKings, but I'm willing to pay up on that juice. Brogdon is averaging 7.1 rebounds per game. He's been over this in four of his last six. Uh, the Hornets are the second worst when it comes to allowing opponent rebounds per game in the NBA. They did square off uh, back in October. We only had four boards in that game. But, again, I'm going to follow the recent trend. I'm going to follow the ineptitude of the Hornets overall. Uh, you know, sealing off the glass. I think Brogdon snags at least a half dozen boards tonight. And then on the late night tip, when that, uh, you know, happy hour buzz uh, begins to slightly dull, and maybe you're going to chase it with uh, a digestive or uh, a nightcap, uh, San Diego, the Toreros, are laying just five and a half against UC Fullerton. Uh, Lundy, and I think the Torero is going to cover this sucker maybe by double figures. Um, you know, you look at San Diego, they're shooting 47.5% from way downtown. Fullerton, meanwhile, number 304 in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency and number 296 in three-point percentage. D, that means Townsend, Calcaterra. Erlington, those guys are going to shoot their way to a cover here for San Diego. Again, laying the five and a half. I think they win by 10 plus. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Check me out there at Noisy Huevos. Uh, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Helps start our show tremendously. And as always, good luck at all your wagers this weekend. Until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.